0: Conscientious parents are doing their best to monitor their children's internet use.
1: We keep close tabs on Johnny's browser history.
0: But there's one place they might not be looking. This is the Sarcastic Voyage podcast. Their ears.
2: These podcasts are easily downloadable and speak to the lowest common denominator.
0: Tonight at 11, the next part of our series on how the internet is making people stupider. Right after Twerking with the Stars, Celebrity Whack-A-Mole, and Guess the Suitcase. On SVN, your source for quality entertainment. This is the Sarcastic Voyage podcast, featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here
3: are your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Okay, what did you watch in, like, 1997?
4: Um, 1997? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, before in that show. Well, that show was just coming on at that
3: point. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying.
4: Yeah, I I was still watching Seinfeld and The Simpsons and South Park. Shows that only start with S, apparently.
3: Earth Above and Beyond.
4: No, that doesn't start with an S. Sea Below. No, 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 it's Sequest. Sequest.
3: DSV. DSV. Yes. With a talking dolphin.
4: uh, Did it have a talking dolphin?
3: It had a talking dolphin.
4: Did it actually talk, or did they understand what it said?
3: No, no, it was a talking dolphin.
4: What did it sound like?
3: Uh like a robot. It had like a robot voice pack.
4: Oh, so okay. So it was
3: all like they were all like, dolphin, go I don't know, whatever the hell you do. So and unfortunately like, I will do it.
4: Unfortunately they made friends with the only dolphin that with a trach ring that had smoked all its life <laughs> and had its vocal cords removed. <laughs> all the dolphins in the entire ocean. And they found the one. Good work, SeaQuest. I think it was. DSP. I think it was
3: nice of them to find the one dolphin with no vocal cords and give him a job. What was his job? Well, he probably went and fetched things and like went on undersea missions. You know what? I don't know what Lab got or SeaQuest got up. To. I know what Lab got up to. No, I know exactly what Lab got up to. Most of the time, it was exploding. Yep,
4: and those jerks in Pod Six.
3: Fucking Pod Six. Pod Six is jerks. I know, but um. I don't know what the hell Sea Lab did.
4: You mean Sea Quest?
3: Yes. They explore the ocean. Okay.
4: So it was like Star Trek in the water.
3: Yeah, but like, you know, in space there's like aliens and stuff we can encounter. What were they encountering? A squid?
4: I don't know. Did they run into like Atlanteans? They could have done that.
3: I don't know if that show had Atlantis in it.
4: That's what I'm saying. Like, that's how you turn that into Star Trek of the Sea. Yeah. But I don't think they did that.
3: No. And then you have them go to war with the surface world. Right. That you, sounds amazing.
4: You, you turn the undersea guys into sympathizers, like uh, Atlantean sympathizers. Like, first they mm. meet the Atlanteans, and they don't get along with them, but then they make friends. Yep. And then they become sympathizers, and then they turn against the, where they came from, the surface, and they fight yep. the
3: surface. And then they strap bombs to dolphins.
4: So that's what that dolphin was for. I guess. I mean, we actually did that. The American Navy actually did that in World War II.
3: I've heard about that. That seemed like a very cruel thing to do to a dolphin. Yeah, well. It's like, no wonder they hate us now.
4: We had Nazis to kill.
3: That's true. But uh, the Dolphins didn't really have a stake in that game.
4: I mean, first they came for the Dolphins, and we said nothing. Yep. I mean, first they came for the the Jews and the, the Gypsies and the homosexuals and the Catholics. Eventually, they're going to work their way down to the Dolphins. Like, it's going to take yeah. some time.
3: That's like 85 on the list, though.
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean, those, those were the big ones, and I'm sure a few others that I'm not thinking of offhand but
3: but the dolphins gotta be down there somewhere yep meanwhile in japan dolphins top of the list yep
4: well but they don't dislike dolphins in fact they're killing them because they like them a lot yep like well not i mean when i say the japanese like something a lot like that that means something else actually
3: i see yeah
4: i don't mean like that
3: i don't mean like you can
4: buy dolphin underwear in a in a uh
3: I mean, if I know anything about Japan, and I used to, then you probably can buy dolphin underwear.
4: Yeah, probably.
5: Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far... Pursuing the bureau chief of B-O-T-T-O-M to warn her that her craft is underfueled, cadets Dottie and Gary find themselves stranded on Venus and attacked by swarming Venusian blood bats. And now today's episode, Purple Winged Terror. Ah, ah. Ah,
1: take that! Get out of here! Okay, I think I've gotten the biggest ones. The rest are flying away. You didn't see any nests around here or anything, did you? Gary? Horses, now what? Gary, did you go back into the rocket? Are you hiding under the floorboards? Well, there's only so many places you could be cowering. I'll fire up the Automatic Maintenance Robot and then keep looking, I guess.
3: Gutter Cleaning Robot activated! Please direct this unit to the most obstructed of your gutters.
1: What? Oh, of course. Mr. Matt replaced the regular maintenance robot because he said we didn't need one. And Mr. Al got that gutter cleaning robot from the solar yard sale last weekend.
3: Master, there is a squirrel impeding my progress. Squirrel, please disperse so that I may perform my highly essential gutter-cleaning duties.
1: (sighs) No, Robot. That's just a stellar tumbleweed. You can throw it in the garbage.
3: Master, please direct me to the garbage.
1: You know what? Just leave it. I'm gonna go looking for Cadet Gary. You guard the ship while I'm gone.
3: Master, what is guard? And ship? And Gary?
1: Horses... Never mind. I miss... tabulating. Gary! Are you out here? Wait, I think I see him, way off in the distance. He's waving, he's pointing at his face, but what does that mean? I don't know what you're trying to tell me! Oh, he's coming over here, good. Hot rockets! I was telling you to turn on your radio so we didn't have to yell. Oh. Well, you could have said something before you scampered off. Where were you? Well, It looked like you had those Ricardus Vespertilios under control. They won't give me a ray gun until I graduate the academy. Oh, this ray gun came with my sarcastiers membership kit, actually. So anyway, I went for help. I saw a shantytown on the horizon. But before I could get to it, I came across this old fella in a lean to nearby. Is he friendly? He seems friendly. Come on, let's go to that lean to.
0: Uh... Well, howdy, youngins. I just been stewing up a stew. Why don't you sit, spell, and join me?
1: You know what? Between the crash landing, the space bats, and the robot who wanted to clean my ship's gutters, I think setting for a spell in a nice hot stew sounds just perfect.
0: The secret ingredient is
6: space bats!
1: Tune in again for our next exciting installment,
5: the Angry Lemur of Space! Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast.
0: Local programming is up next on the SVN Coast to Coast Network. Later tonight, we'll look at television. This flashy new fad may seem harmless, but we've discovered the startling truth.
7: Television is little more than a device designed to project advertisements directly into people's homes. This so-called programming exists solely to sell products.
0: That's television, the Pied Pipers of Madison Avenue, tonight at 11 on the SVN Radio Network. Brought to you by Benefevilin Insurance and Fluffy Dog Dog Food. Headline edition, Rick Threefold
4: speaking. September 21, 1954. Executives with the SVN National Radio Broadcasting Network have announced severe cutbacks in both on-air talent and support staff across all 39 of their affiliate stations. Network officials deny claims that the emerging medium of television has had any impact on this decision and say that the move is simply a coincidence. Several once-popular SVN programs have been combined as a cost-cutting measure in order to honor the contracts of the performers on those programs. So-called support positions including newsreader, dramatic narrator, and foley artist are being combined as well. And now our
7: featured program.
6: Say, have any of you even seen this
8: new script? The station boy only just brought it to me ten minutes ago. I haven't had time.
2: It wasn't the usual boy, either. He seemed rather old. Oh, there he is. Hello.
4: I go to hell, you old.
7: Ought- Hello! Oh, we were just biding our time until the studio calls, anyway. Right, dear? Uh, we auditioned for a Hollywood picture. Fingers crossed. Say, Mac, I know these other fellows and gals, but
9: I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Special Agent George Nelson, FBI. I'm the star of True Tales of... Hoover's G-Men. Oh, are we starting
4: now? SVN Coast to Coast Broadcasting presents Consolidated Heights. The story of a wise spinster, a lovesick nun, a handsome doctor, a pair of newlyweds living with her mother, a heroic Air Force pilot, a masked hero fighting corruption and racketeering in the city's seamy underbelly, a singing cowboy, a folksy farm couple, a crime-solving musy, a wholesome all-American team, a magician, a powerful small-town family, another masked hero possibly with magical powers, and Charles Dickens' timeless working-class hero, who all live together in an apartment building or something. Brought to you by Tasty Puff Cigarettes. Patriot Brand Cuban Sugar, Bromoid Peptol Brand Digestive Calmative, AMA Blue Ribbon Cigarettes, Red Coal, Instant Cream of Corn Breakfast Cereal, Zestful Tooth Powder, Smoke King Cigarettes, Healthy Farms Diet Tobacco, and the National Smoking Awareness Council. And now, our story. Sarah Virtue, the handsome, unmarried woman of a certain age and landlady of Consolidated Heights, stands outside the door of a problem tenant. We join her as she prepares to confront the young
0: man. Right. Foley.
8: Mr. English! Mr. English! This is your landlady and I demand you open the door right this instant!
6: Oh, hello, Miss Virtue. Is there a problem?
8: You better believe there's a problem, Mr. English! Do you remember at our last tenants' meeting when I mentioned someone was drilling into the walls and creating some kind of a secret exit into the parking garage?
6: Well, it doesn't ring a bell, Ms. Virtue.
8: I hired a handyman to investigate, and do you know what he found?
6: I, uh, can't imagine, ma'am.
8: He found an elaborate series of ropes and pulleys which led back to a small statue on a bookshelf in your apartment. Now, what do you have to say about that?
6: Oh, look, Mrs. Virtue. It's that nice
7: Mr. Williams from apartment six. Good morning, Mr. English, Mrs. Virtue. Don't you
8: good morning me! I'll deal with you in a minute. I've had reports of a live tiger in your apartment, and that's a conversation we need to have. Now, Mr. English, the police were here yesterday morning to arrest some vandals they found tied up in the very same parking garage. Next to them was a business card with the letter B on it. Now, what do you suppose, Mr. English? What's that stand for?
6: Bees? Like that? Mysterious masked hero that you read about in the paper? You know. The bee?
7: Masked hero? You mean the wraith?
6: Who? The
7: wraith. He has the power to turn into a befuddling mist, and he draws his nigh-immortal strength from his true animal form, a tiger. Or, uh, so I've heard.
4: Uh, You know, I think I'll just have a little lie down on the floor
6: here. Uh, Threefold! What are you doing? We're in the middle of a live broadcast here. Threefold! Uh, well now, uh, that sounds a bit absurd, don't you think? A tiger?
7: Well, as animal-themed masked adventurers go, it's certainly better than a bee, wouldn't you say?
6: Uh, if I can just... get uh, can't reach his folly props. Um. Clop, clop, clop.
7: Uh, Sound of footsteps. Why, it's Sister Agnes. What brings you to the third floor, sister?
2: Oh my heavens, it's that handsome Mr. English. And the equally handsome Mr. Williams. Both men I am forbidden to involve myself with thanks to my commitment to the Lord. We mustn't speak openly of our unrequited love triangle, especially in front of Miss Virtue, who can be almost as unforgiving about these things as Mother Superior. Wait,
6: what? Love triangle? That
2: was my inner monologue. Hello, Miss Virtue. Handsome day, isn't it? Oh, I hope she didn't catch that.
6: Ah, uh, uh, clop,
9: clop, clop. Say, what's all the commotion out here? Oh,
2: it's that dashing FBI agent from down the hall. Lord, deliver me from impure thoughts.
9: I'm standing right here, ma'am.
2: Inner monologue. You aren't supposed to be able to hear that.
9: I'm just on my way to investigate a connection between that crime-solving newsie outside the building. And a racketeering ring in the city's seamy underbelly.
6: Say, that's my bee, 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 <laughs> the bee. <laughs> that's the sort of thing the bee spends his time chasing down. I wouldn't
9: know anything about that, sir. Vigilanteism is a serious crime, and the FBI investigates all. I'll get it. All reports of vigilantes we receive. <laughs> What was that sound?
8: That sound like it came from the newlywed couple upstairs! The one that lives with her mother! I'm not sure if I approve of that arrangement, but I haven't been able to work out why just yet.
9: There it was again.
2: I certainly hope that nice, young couple aren't involved in anything untoward. They seem so. We got the
10: part! (laughs) So long, suckers!
6: They seem so nice. They had their wedding at our church. Uh, what? Uh, oh, animatologue. Right. Uh, I definitely had my share of impure thoughts about the husband.
8: Now see here, I consider myself quite modern, but I've had quite enough of this nun and her randy exploits. This production will just have to carry on without me.
6: Mr. Nelson, wouldn't it be prudent for you to investigate the commotion upstairs? Uh Uh-huh.
9: Uh-huh. Right. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Director Hoover needs me on an important case. You'll have to carry on without me.
6: Jiminy Christmas! (laughs) Uh, Yes, ma'am? I'll do that. You four stay here.
7: I'll just slip back to my apartment in case the wraith services are required.
6: I'll just slip back to my apartment in case the G-Man needs a little extra help from the bee. With all the morally questionable activity that goes on in this building, I'm glad we have you here to protect us, Agent Nelson. Be careful, you handsome young thing, you. Heaven forgive me. I will, ma'am. Ah, oh, God. Clap, 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 clap. Ah, uh, do, 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 do. Uh,
7: what will Agent Nelson find in the apartment upstairs? Tune in tomorrow for the next exciting episode of Consolidated Heights.
10: Uh.
1: Order! Order, please! I now call the Second Annual International Skeptics.
7: Hey, now wait just a supposed minute. I don't think we've had our requisite thirty minutes of doubting that the conference was going to start.
1: Order! Order! I'm afraid, supposed American delegate, that the start of the conference has sufficiently moved from supposition to fact. There are plenty of immediate witnesses that will verify- Raw Prawn! Grey flag, Australia. I seriously doubt that that was English. Also, sanctions against the US and Australia for possibly violating parliamentary procedure, if there is such a thing. Alright, alright.
3: Bullshit
7: then. I second that bullshit.
3: Why yes, I thirdly support that accusation of poppycock.
1: <whistles> Slightly greyer flag, England. What did I just warn Australia about? Oh, bloody kind of witch.
7: I'm not sure that we'll continue SBN's coverage of the second annual International Skeptic Conference after these, uh, commercial messages.
4: Hi, it's Al. Uh, so this segment was going to be me interviewing a person that I know locally, a Seattle sketch comic named Zach Nelson. Uh, Unfortunately, the recording was unusable, which is extremely unfortunate as Zach has actually written and performed in the next sketch you're going to be hearing. So I do deeply apologize, Zach. You are welcome back to my home recording studio anytime. I promise not to chain you up in the basement, mostly because the chains make terrible noise that's really hard to take out in editing. Uh, Real quick, Zach is part of a troupe uh, local to Seattle called Drop the Root Beer and Run. Uh, they are a delightful troupe. I've seen them live a few times, and and they are fantastic. Check them out, uh, droptherootbeerandrun.com or uh, on Twitter at, at droptherootbeer. Uh, they will be playing Seattle Sketch Fest coming up, uh, well, Thursday, September 18th is when I'm recording this, so you're probably not going to make that show because it's in about an hour, but uh, September 20th, Saturday, you may still make that show. Um, check them out. They're at the Pocket Theater. I've played that venue. It is a fantastic place to go and uh, see these guys. They're really funny. And now, um, here's the sketch
11: that Zach wrote. So enjoy. There you go, my friends. Eat your fill. You pamper those squirrels too much, Albert. They're probably some of the best friends I have. I'm worried about
4: you, Albert. Ever since your wife's passing, you've been spending a lot of time at this park. Here you are, little guy. What the hell was that, Al? Did you just hand that squirrel $20?
11: That should help through the winter. See, this is what I'm worried about. These squirrels are taking advantage of you. Nonsense. Now he has money to buy a potpourri of nuts at the local farmer's market. Albert,
4: he's a squirrel.
11: So what? They've been doing studies, and they've figured out that monkeys can understand money just like us. Don't give him your keys. You you give those back, you Ah! almost had him. No, you see, I wanted to give my car away, Theodore. I'm getting on in my years, and well, it isn't safe for me to drive anymore.
4: What are squirrels gonna do with a car, Albert? Are they gonna use it to go shopping? Take it out for a Sunday
11: drive? Can the squirrels even drive? Theodore, they'll be able to use it as a shelter. A squirrel is small. Think of how many could live there. They could rent the trunk out, and oh, it would be so cute. God, you just up on you like that? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. I see. Yes, of course. I understand. Is that a gun? Very well. I understand that it has to be done. What's that for, Albert? One of the park keepers has been giving them some trouble. Some people just don't have the proper respect for squirrels. They're definitely man's best friend. Now, let me take care of this little errand for my friends. I'll be right back.
4: Albert, watch out! Oh, God. Albert. Albert, you get away from him, you furry little... Albert, you old fool. I told you squirrels didn't know how to drive.
11: I can't believe you're gloating now. I'm sorry.
7: I'll go get help.
11: Theodore, let the squirrels know about my death. They might want to set up a funeral. Okay, Albert. You can take the money for the funeral out of my savings. Uh,
3: Hello
4: everyone, I'm Theodore. I was there with Albert in the end, and I wanted to say... Albert loved you squirrels, and I've been thinking that you should all be buried with him!
5: (laughs) Al, why are these people in our home?
4: It's a party. We're having a fun party with all the people.
5: I'm surprised that Jason is here, considering he lives so far away. Also, um, that Sabrina murdered him in warm blood back in episode, uh...
4: 178.
5: Uh Uh-huh. Nobody cares. Hey,
6: great pate! You guys talking about how I was reanimated by a voodoo priestess last week? Actually, I threw this for Matt.
4: He insisted we have a party for some reason.
5: Since when do we do what Matt wants?
4: Ah, it's in his rider. He gets one wish per year. Oddly enough, he never wishes to be set free. Is that actually an option? Quiet, you.
0: Hey, guys, what's going on?
4: Is that Bill Murray? The same. Oh, yeah, I heard about this high concept premise. Apparently, Bill Murray has to visit 1,000 parties in a single night or they'll tear down his golf course and build a youth
0: center. You got that almost trade. Right. It's a thousand parties, or Harold Remus drags me back to hell.
6: Oh, oh, that, oh, that hurts my Louisiana Swamp
4: Magic Heart. Louisiana Swamp Magic Heart comes with everything seen here.
0: So what do you got over here? Some kind of giant novelty mouse trap?
4: We got one. The hell? I told you we threw this party for Matt. Apparently he has a sinister plan to. Damn it,
3: th- now what's the point of having a sinister plan if somebody else is going to exposition it?
0: Oh. My spine. I had to
3: ensure, through any and all means necessary, but particularly with giant novelty props, that Ghostbusters 3 will never be made. I thought that the unfortunate passing of Harold Ramis... no oh, the heart. I'm coming, Elizabeth. ...would be enough. Then Ivan Reitman dropped out, and I was sure the world was safe. And yet...
0: You know I don't want to be in Ghostbusters 3, right? You played that video game. You heard how much I phoned that in.
3: Yes, but you made it. And seeing you prancing around on MTV in that Ghostbusters uniform... Ugh. Mm. I knew. I knew there was only one thing to do.
4: So what's your next move? Containment unit? Your basement, yes. I'm not sure that's zoned for the
0: living.
5: Pre-corpses. And no, it isn't.
0: You guys sure talk about zoning a lot at this party.
2: So, this is your first appointment here at Combe as you are?
5: Actually, it's my first haircut anywhere. I grew up in a traditional anti-barbarous family. My mom always said that if you wanted shorter hair, you should go run
2: in some brambles and let Mother Earth take care of it. Oh, wow. You've missed out on a lot of the latest styles then. But the good news is that with untreated hair, we can do anything you want. Hmm, you know, the dewy, fresh look is really in this year. We could take some of this bulk out, add some subtle highlights, and it would look so natural.
5: Oh, I think I've seen other girls with that. It's really pretty, but... The natural way we removed excess hair was to climb a tree and hope birds would snatch it away and build their nests with it. I think I'm ready for something a little less organic.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we could definitely do something with a more retro style. You know, nothing is ever out of style for long. Why don't we try something simple? Primal. A simple pebbles, Flintstone bone in the hair. Yes, I think something more like this. Stone Age chic is so now. It really gets back to the soil. Plus, it will look so natural. I don't
5: know. I don't think it's distinct enough from the bramble and bird treatment. I'd really like something more extreme. I want to be a new me. Hmm.
2: Well, I think we're on the right track with a fashion that's cycling back around. Hmm. Cycling, Tour de France, French... French Revolution! This is fairly elaborate, but just go with me here. This powdered wig contains a cuckoo clock, a goldfish bowl, and a birdcage. They're all securely mortared in, so you needn't worry about losing anything. This was all the rave in the Parisian court of Louis XVI. Mais oui,
5: très naturel! Oh, I really like this! My mom will flip when she sees the clockwork, and my sisters would be so
2: jealous, but... Not quite right?
5: No! It's great, but I've seen a lot of girls at school doing this already and I'd really like the style to be
2: just, you know, for me. Let's try the bone again, but in a slightly different context. Layer in some organic product and so natural selection. How about this? This werewolf fright mask is so supernatural. Maybe I'm trying to change too much from my first cut. Yeah, let's just go with the first one for now. Absolutely. We can do something more drastic after you get used to this. Plus, you're going to have to learn how to style it to keep it looking wind-tossed and fresh. Let's see. She'll need some styrofoam peanuts, a twinkies, and gasoline. Top it off with just a soup song, and MSG. It's, it's all about learning to mix the right combination of product if you want to keep it up the so natural look. This is perfect.
5: It's natural, yet completely unnatural. Contradiction is the essence of fashion. Is it really?
2: No.
6: Welcome to McMurgy's. Will this be for go
10: or for stay?
3: Can I speak to an adult? Uh, Dad, it's for you. Who is it? I'm watching the game.
10: This is a restaurant,
3: right? This isn't, like, connected to your home or something.
10: Hang on, he's coming. This better be good. Excuse me? Welcome to McBurgadie's. Will this be for go, or for stay?
3: Oh. Sort of a conversational lazy Susan.
10: I can plus size that to a conversational dumbwaiter for 20 cents more.
3: Look, I just want a number four. No tomatoes, Sprite with no ice.
10: We don't have Sprite. We have Sierra Mist.
3: Fine. A Sierra Mist with no ice.
10: We don't have no ice. We have ice.
3: Yeah, all restaurants have ice. I fail to see how that's a point of pride here.
10: Sir, we did just hire an ice artisan to personally wheel in the ice from our ice vaults deep beneath the surface of the earth. I
3: thought it was hot beneath the surface of the earth.
10: Will this be for go? Or for stay?
3: Have we not covered this already? I'm in my car. You would think there'd only be one option here. Go. However, I haven't gone for... Oh, ten ten minutes now, so your guess is about as good as mine.
10: Restroom is for paying customers only, sir.
3: No, no, I take it back. My guess is definitely better.
10: Sir, you're holding up the line.
3: There are no cars in front of me, nor are there any behind me. You can't make a line with only one point. I'm the point. I'm a human, period.
10: Restroom is for paying customers only, sir.
3: Are you actually literally a robot? Okay, you know what? Don't answer that. Let me just ask you this. Okay, you find a tortoise in the desert and you flip it over on its back.
10: Our slaw dog turtle chongas are seasonal, sir.
3: Oh, I thought that was just a promotional kind for Slaw Dog Millionaire. Damn it, why are we still having this conversation? Can I talk to that kid again? Uh, will this be for astronaut or for dinosaur, sir? Astronaut. I wanna number four. I'll pick off the tomatoes and sift out the ice my own damn self. Please
7: pull forward. Finally!
3: I've moved two inches and I've used up a quarter tank of gas.
7: Sorry, sir. We have no number fours ready. Uh, we need you to pull forward to the linger zone. The what now? The uh, you see that parking lot? It's the one way beyond that parking lot.
3: I need a nap. Ah! Duh. Ah! Jesus! It's dark out. How long have I. Finally, my food!
10: Sorry for the wait, sir. Will this be for go or for stay?
6: It's a pitch white 3 p.m. All seven of my chakras are pregnant with fear, and it's time for another quandaries of the preternatural with me, your me, Arong Spigot. As you couldn't possibly know, since surveillance is illegal across this Vaseline-smothered land of ours, I've just returned from a visit with my chaotic neutral doppelganger from another universe, Aaron Fawcett. must say he was quite a handsome individual, despite his literally criminal lack of a goatee. But thankfully, as was foretold by our highest priests, Baby did indeed have back. That's a hip-hop reference. Beast with a thousand backs, you're humping towards Bethlehem. Aaron! I'm sick of all these sippies littering my beautiful boardwalks. I didn't do 83 of tours in the concrete jungles of Atlantic City for this gall crap. Listen up, caller. May I call you caller? I'd have to hang down first. No, I'll hang down, muffin. No, I'll hang down, sweet cheeks. No, no, I'll hang down, dear shard. No, no, I insist. I'll hang down, my precious fermento loaf. No can do, can eat. I'm sorry. It's over between us. I just can't afford to be hurt again. My pain premiums are through the roof. Let's call the whole thing off. Always nice to meet a fellow Marina. Shamu Whole thing off, you're on the call.
9: Excuse me, sweet cheeks.
6: What'd I just say? Still a delicate flower. Stop dragging my heart around. Instrumental interlude.
9: Tom, I'm having a real medical issue here.
6: Go ahead, Stevie. I'm incredibly qualified, which is itself an incredible qualifier.
9: Well, just last week, my body stopped adequately filtering nostalgia waste from my
6: blood. Ah, yes, sounds like Macarino failure, the discotheque killer. Also watch out for the dreaded discotech killer. He'll dubstep on your windpipe and electric slide just straight into an early grave. Make sure to look both ways before crossing him and make sure to rue the day after. Speaking of the 1990s, caller Snake rattle and roll for the NES. I'm blowing you.
10: Hello Errong, I'm also having a medical.
6: Congratulations caller, you must be very proud. You know you can pick the eye color these days. What's a little Mr. Bungle's name?
10: Well, every time I open my mouth, it seems I'm just chuck a block with coins, condoms, crackers, crack cocaine, regular cocaine, diet cocaine, cocaine zero, nose candy, candy apples, discarded candy wrappers, and discarded '90s wrappers. Can you help me?
6: What a horrible night to have a purse. For a fanny pack, you might be a fanny pack. Poor, poor, poor. Poor, 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 poor... Sorry. Got lost in your eyes. The light. The heat. In my eyes. I am complete. I'll see the doorway to a thousand churches. And the resolution of all the fruitless searches. And a panther driving a Nissan Versa in the bike lane. Guess I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing nose candy. Caller, let me ask you this. Can you open yourself up and remove a Tupac?
10: Yes, he's right here. And alive, isn't that right, the government?
6: Gosh darn right, son. West Coast numeral four life. Now you go lean and or rock with it as your preference dictates. Suck a MC, you're on the mic.
2: Help me, Aaron, please. You've got to help me escape the Pleather Realm.
6: <gasps> nether Realm? Oh, come on, the Mortal Kombat games weren't that bad. Of course, they're not the masterpiece that was Snake Rattle and Roll. That fine electric pogrom taught a young spigot about the three eternal things one must fear in this life. Bigfoot, flying carpets, and nipply-pibblies. Whatever the heck those are.
2: No, you delicate fool! The blether realm! A twisted landscape of terror fashioned from only faux leather!
6: Be honest with yourself, caller. There's no fashion involved there. Besides, can't help you today. Our bank of ley lines is busted. Apparently, the studio was accidentally exorcised last week by a Neo-Mayan priestess on a vision quest. She staggered through these halls. Ceremonial headdress ablaze, shrieking a tortured aria of misery and suffering. Turns out she was just looking for the bathroom. And I'm looking for the ripcord, because our time is up today. I'd like to thank my sponsor, Alfredo, for keeping me off the steak sauce, and our pogrom sponsor, Winchester Rifles, for their generous, all-strings-attached donation of gently-used marionettes. Well, I'd like to thank them, but they've got a commercial coming up next, so really they're just going ahead and thanking themselves. Great day, evening. Spigot sealed. There's that ripcord. Gosh darn dogwoods.
4: Today's episode of Sarcastic Voyage has been brought to you by 1988. Surprisingly original movies brought to you by 1988. Yep. Who knew?
3: Far more original ideas than I would have thought.
4: Than in 1987, for instance. Yeah. Uh, So we have a letter here. Yes. Uh, This comes from a longtime listener, uh, a a frequent, uh, I I would say the Sarcastic Voyage slash post-atomic horror troubadour, Mm -hmm. uh, Richard Spruill, who has written some fantastic songs for both of our shows.
3: Indeed he has.
4: And he writes, longtime listener, big fan of the show. Yeah, Richard, we know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to hear that Radio Adventures are back on the show, my favorite part. That's fantastic. I thought Matt might enjoy the cheese contained in this video. My school does a theme every year and I write a song and do a video to go with it. This year we did superheroes. All those years of watching bad animation on TV finally paid off. And uh, we haven't done show notes in a while but there's a reason to here. I will I will link to this if you yep. go to sarcasticvoyager.com there will be a link to this. Yep. So we we watched this is a little I, yep. uh, little video that he put together. Um,
3: I found it uh, pretty delightful. It, it's delightful but I had
4: some some serious sort of canon issues with it.
3: Um yeah, there are some issues. Uh, there's a girl in what must be the shabbiest Batgirl outfit I've ever seen.
4: Yeah, I mean, have you seen Batgirl's new costume? It's all about yeah. zippers, man.
3: Yeah, no, this is all about a t-shirt and a yellow mask.
4: Right. I mean, yellow, you're not gonna hide from anybody in yellow.
3: No, that's what you have Robin for. Right. He wears the yellow, he draws the bullets. Oh, is that what he's for? Yes.
4: I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I'm learning something here. And, and here, some of those... here, Robin,
3: put on this put on this bright costume. I'll go hide over there in the shadows. <laughs> Well, gee, Batman, do you really think that's a good idea? I'm gonna get shot at. Yes, but I won't be.
4: <laughs> Listen, the important thing is the mission, and the mission needs me. It doesn't really yeah, need you. It's,
3: look, there's been like five Robins, there's been like one Batman.
4: Yeah, you you saw all the all the suits in the in the cave, right? Those are all dead kids. I, I mean you must have
3: seen them. We smash through them every time we get into a fight about something. Right. Incidentally I'm Batman.
4: Or or that fight you got in with Alfred that time. Remember that? I don't know why I'm just picturing Robin, like, like the youngest of possible Robins, fighting with Alfred, like fist fighting.
3: (laughs) Like eight-year-old Robin from, like, uh, back when he first showed up in, like, the 40s.
4: Yeah. Fighting with the most elderly of all uh, Alfreds.
3: (laughs) Stick fighting.
4: Yes. That would just be delightful.
3: Master Dick, No! (laughs)
4: Um but uh Richard, this this was delightful. Uh th- some of the, the superpowers, I wonder what exactly you would use them for.
3: Uh yeah. Um I mean look, I see the appeal of magnetize. Um fade I'm not as clear on.
4: Magnetize seems more like a curse than a
3: than a than a power. You hit my daughter with your car, I curse you to forever be magnetized.
4: Now cars will follow you always.
3: Always cars will be there. You try to pick up fork at the restaurant, fork stick to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I was picking it up, so I mean, you know, problem but, solved. Yes, but try removing it, my friend.
4: And your your cassette tapes and floppy diskettes will be erased. Huh? Okay. But, so much
3: for your computer, my friend. But
4: this is 2014. I don't. I don't use that. Oh. Uh, dear
3: Strong dear Strongbad.
4: <laughs> this gypsy somehow morphed into Strongbad. <laughs> Very strange.
3: How do you type with boxing gloves <laughs> Your well, friend, Captain Rahim.
4: Captain Rahim.
3: That is a critic reference that one person will get.
4: Oh, is it? Is it uh, Jay Sherman?
3: Eh, probably. Because
4: he's not a real person, Matt. He's, oh. a, he's a fictitious person. <laughs> So if you want to write to us and, and share your nonsense or, or, or say we're doing a good job or whatever. Show us a video
3: your school made. Yeah,
4: it is uh, SarcasticVoyage at Gmail. Uh, the, the website is SarcasticVoyage.com. We have a Tumblr, SarcasticVoyage.tumblr.com. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a couple of quick plugs because we don't usually do this. Matt has been doing a Tumblr on which he discusses what?
3: Uh, I discuss the, uh, uh, every issue of Marvel's What If comic. Right. From uh, at this point, the very early eighties. Mm-hmm. So that is at uh, forbiddentointerfere.tumblr.com. It updates every Wednesday. If you like reading about um, the Fantastic Four taking breakups badly, I would uh, jump right on that shit. That, that
4: seems to come up a lot. A lot. Um, what else? We do for those of you who don't know, we do a semi-comedic, semi-fanboyish uh, podcast about Star Trek. We are making our way through. Uh, all of the series we we have just passed the official halfway point of all Star Trek. We're we're in season four of Deep Space Nine. Yep. Uh, that show is called Post Atomic Horror, and it's available at postatomichorror.com dot com. Indeed, it is. Uh, and I do a an occasional supplemental podcast called More Bits, on mm-hmm. which I talk to people about more serious stuff. There's there's one coming up I'm really excited about, where I I talk to a, a writer that I, I rather admire. So mm-hmm. check that Looking out. That's forward to that more dash bits dot com and occasionally i also review 80s cartoons uh just go to youtube slash algar and
11: and it's there absolutely
4: and that's all i think unless there's anything else we want to plug or say i do
3: think that's everything
4: or smell all right i'm just gonna then wish the people safe journeys
3: all right safe journeys
4: This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham, with Duncan Bosco,
7: Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Danielle K.L. Gregoire, Nathan Lajeunesse, Zach Nelson, Joseph Rabinson, Amanda Smith, Sabrina
4: Snyder, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar Watt with Matt Robotham, Amanda Smith, and Jason Wallace, with special guest writer Zach Nelson. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2014.
8: That was the dead silence that brought about about the universal universal peace in the early 21st century. century. Up next on Cloudwide Cloud Cloud News Buzz Twenty
10: Seventy Four, editorial directing all simulation-based entertainment.
6: It's all well and good to plug a chip into your neck that fools your senses into seeing a train, but how do we know that train isn't going to smash into us? That's technology,
10: technology never, never forward. Tonight, forward tonight on Cloudwide Cloud News Buzz
8: Twenty Seventy Four. <laughs>